You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Hey everybody, welcome back into the Woody Hayes Athletic Center. It was National Signing Day, and there wasn't a lot for Ohio State to do because most of the work was done in December. This is Rapid Reaction. It's brought to you by Byers Auto. So Ohio State brought out a bunch of newcomers that were already on campus, have been here for the last few weeks going through workouts, uh, signed, sealed, and delivered for the Buckeyes, and then a couple uh, graduate uh, transfer portal additions as well. Uh, a fun sort of morning to get to know a lot of these guys that Zach Carpenter has a built-in relationship with many throughout the coverage of the recruiting. Spencer Holbrook knows all about him. Tim uh, May and I, myself, we're just trying to get to know him as best we can. A few we've, we've done some stories with, but yeah. um, we said this about the coaching staff on Monday. This is another really impressive group of Buckeyes. I don't know who stood out the most or handled it the best. We can get into that, but overall, that's a pretty solid collection of dudes. Yeah, and I think I wrote this uh, in one of the stories that went up today on LairMonroe.com. Um, it, the 2021 class was just it was one of the it was the best of all time rankings wise for Ohio State and at one point in time the 22 class looked like it was going to stack up to that potentially even surpass it so then we wind up with 21 in this class it's another top five class it's ranked number four and it's like does it feel a little disappointing like no because there is so much so much talent in this in this room and the 11 guys that were here today and, but it just felt like a little bit of the luster was taken off of it because of what it looked like midway through the cycle. But that happens every year. Firm was here. I guarantee you'd be saying that <laughs> right now. Like every year, midway through the through the cycle, everyone thinks it's going to be the greatest class of all time. We're going to get 20 billion five stars. That didn't happen. But you still have the number one ranked quarterback in the country, number one overall yep. recruit in the country, two five star linebackers. I know uh, Sunny Styles isn't here yet, but. I, I'm just curious from your guys' perspective, who, I mean, what your overall thoughts are on the class, who stood out today mm. from first time talking to them for, for some of you guys. I mean, it's hard not to be blown away by what you heard from Devin Brown. I mean, when you think about when we talked to Kyle McCord a year ago, you got some shades of talking to Kyle McCord when you talked to Devin Brown, just a really polished kid, knows what he's talking about, um, you know, really cerebral, ready to play the quarterback position. Uh, understands what it takes to develop under Ryan Day, and and it all came out. You know, you, you don't hear a lot of guys talk with the kind of confidence Devin Brown did. Um, you know, their first ever time being in front of 40, 50 media members out on the practice field at the Woody. That just doesn't happen very often. And for Devin Brown to come out here and really ace that, you know, we looked for, when we talked to the coaches the other day, we looked for signs that those guys could handle the spotlight. And, you know, you get a glimpse of, like, what, what exactly these coaches are about just by one media session, you can kind of tell. Well, that light flicked on right when you start talking to Devin Brown. I think that's the most impressive part. Plenty of guys out here, you know, did a really nice job in this media session. But, you know, the quarterback position is, is the most important position in all of sports. And you've got to be impressed with what you heard from Devin Brown. Yeah, Devin Brown looked like he'd been <clears throat> sitting in front of 20 or 30 reporters all of his life. I mean, that was the coolness about him. I had him on my podcast, you know, back in December when he first signed. And I just... I've just been impressed by his just natural ability to talk and, and in essence, I think that leads to leadership, you know, and I, I think that's what stands out about him. Kai Stokes, is that the kid's name for the yeah. safety though? Uh, man, one of the first things he says, <laughs> it's just me going, is one of those 
guys that's already a legend in his mind is Josh Proctor. You know, about <laughs> talking about watching him play the way he, he did brings. his homework and he knew to bring that up. With I you. think he did. I mean, I swear to goodness, you know, and then Gabe Powers, you know, here's a guy from Marysville right up the road, you know, how good is he going to be on this level? You know, he's already played pretty big time football, but I mean, he's a big guy who needs to get bigger mm -hmm. uh, and he knows that, et cetera. Uh, but, but yeah, Caleb Burton, I mean, when, when, when Devin Brown refers to him as electric, you know, and these other guys, you're just, and then you talk to him, it just, uh, from the same high school as Garrett Wilson, you know, from big time, well, his senior year, same high school, because yeah. his, his uh, dad resigned at his former high school mm -hmm. the year before. But uh, uh, all of these guys, they can express themselves, and it's it's cool dealing with them in that regard. So it gives you kind of a good feeling about them. It's a well-spoken group, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, before you ever see them play, you know? There's usually a lot of nerves. Ohio State shifted to using signing day <laughs> to introduce uh, a lot of the early enrollees five, six, seven years ago, you know, it's an intimidating situation. And I mentioned yeah. that with the coaching staff on Monday, you don't deal with this a lot. And even in the prevalence of the recruiting website era where they do more interviews, that's that's one-on-one, -on -one, maybe text, you know, whatever. That's, that's very different than being out here. Uh, you didn't see hardly anybody who was uh, uncomfortable in that situation. And, and Spencer brought up Devin Brown. I mean, I think he's going to dominate the discussion here as quarterbacks always do. Hmm. Uh, I would have a, a different view of comparing it to Kyle McCord, where Kyle McCord, I would put in more of a Tom Brady serious mindset. The confidence was the same for both, but the way their personalities come out, I found to be very different. And they're all different than C.J. Stroud. You don't have to be the same. Yeah. Um, Burn brought this up the other day, and I've also uh, talked to people in this building who have made this comparison. That press conference was like listening to Joe Burrow. And... Uh, yes. What that means from here, I don't know. Uh, they they look similar. Uh, he talked about his weight, and there's going to be a lot that's going to have to be added, arm strength, all that stuff. I, I'm not going to revise history. Joe Burrow, when he got here, had that same swagger and mentality, but you knew that the physical part was going to take time. So I'm not going to say someday Devin Brown is going to be playing for the Super Bowl, but if you're asking me what my first impression was like for Devin Brown, it was the same one that I had when Joe Burrow arrived. And I was kind of thinking along those same lines, but I didn't want to be the one to say it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, like a, it's a mouthful. Isn't it funny, though, how Joe Burrow is now? It hurts right now because I'm a Chiefs fan. Yeah, so yeah. of course. Yeah. Still a little well, that's too uh, bad. by that. But no, <laughs> isn't it, what's always impressed me is when I first got on the beat a couple of years ago, like some of the first guys I talked to were Jackson Smith and Jigba, G. Scott. and. Yeah. They're 17, 18 year olds, and they're they're already talking like they're 22, yeah. 23 year old, uh, like in the pros, like polished, and that's kind of a, a bigger picture. Taking a step back and looking at it, that's kind of how the recruiting process matures a lot of these guys, because like you said, they have to do so many interviews yeah. Yeah. over and over and over, especially at a place like Ohio State. I know uh, Burm was just telling you uh, on your podcast the other day, which is something that me and him both deal with, is there's eight recruiting outlets that minimum yeah that cover ohio state yeah. so we all are kind of um kind of uh just going at the yeah. for, for interviews all the time bombarding um, them yeah but competing exactly yeah. exactly and that kind of i think settles them into into a space like this uh one guy i want to bring up from one brown to the next is jair brown he's he's a guy that on our um show for the early signing period he's a guy i mentioned at the very end like really in interested to see what he brings to the table and it's a guy that I don't really feel like a lot of people talk about just because of the Ohio connection. He's been in the class for so long. Mm -hmm. He was the first commit in the class. And cornerback was such a – originally there was four 
cornerback commits, and they lost their two highest-ranked one, two five-stars. So now it's just Jair Brown and Ryan Turner. So I feel like that kind of maybe puts more of an emphasis on uh, guys like him and Ryan. They get yeah. here early, like mm-hmm. th- what Denzel Burke did when mm-hmm. he got here early. So I don't know if you, Spencer, if, if there's an emphasis on the cornerback position uh, from, from your point of view. Well, I go from one emphasis to the next, and they emphasize corner, but they also – needed a tight end and I still think they probably do need a tight end for the roster next year but if you're looking at a guy we saw today who could compete <laughs> early Bennett Christian walks out on this field and you got no clue who he is like that's a big yeah. big I think that looks like I a think tight he's end already, he's, he might already be the biggest tight end in the room coming he in he looks like 40 something you know he's not as, as yeah. muscular or, or as you know well rounded as Jeremy Ruckert was you know I'm not going to make that comparison Jeremy Ruckert's going to be the first tight end taking the NFL this year but when you need a, a body that knows how to block, yeah. that that can learn the route concepts. Bennett Christian can be that, and I thought he could be an early contributor at first. And now, you know, just seeing him once, you you think like, okay, that guy can handle a couple of you know some defensive ends in the Big Ten. The other guy, since we're just kind of rattling off, you know, it, what impressed us, uh, Zach Harrison when he came here, you know, kind of didn't really need the comparisons to other guys. You know, Jack Sawyer I think wants to be his own guy. It's really funny, Caden Curry. You get him on the practice field here. Don't today, bring him up, yeah. And he says, I'm Nick Bosa. Like, I want to be Nick Bosa. And, <laughs> and it's kind of funny. Like, he doesn't shy away from those comparisons. And Nick Bosa was the number two overall pick and, yeah. you know, was, was a, a few plays away from, from competing in the Super Bowl and, and for the second time in his career. He's a, a freak athlete. And for Caden Curry to just, you know, kind of say that. I know Zach loves him and, 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 you know, followed his recruitment better than anybody. But for a guy to step onto this field this early in the process – and mention a name like Nick Bosa, it tells you the confidence that that defensive end carries into that room. Yeah, I asked real, real quick yeah. just on, on uh, Spencer's point there. He's been getting compared to Nick Bosa since the day he got the offer right. from Ohio State. Larry right. Johnson's the first one who compared him to that. So he's had those, and he's kind of embraced those. Well, I asked. that's what I asked him about. I said, you know, there's been a buzz about this guy. Maybe it's because of you guys, but Probably. there's been a buzz about him. <laughs> and then, and then all it was done, all it, all it, it was enhanced at the All-American practices, All-American game practices, and – even Devin Brown was talking about how he just brings it, you know, and stuff. And uh, I'm just, I'm just really impressed by him because he's kind of like sits there, kind of like the Boses, kind of like just low key, just talking to you, Bad. you know. Oh, that's I, what, I love, I love, I love talking to the Bosa brothers when they were here, uh, just because of their approach to things. But I, I've really got my eye on that guy because he doesn't look the part, you know, physically. He's not that big guy, but really, Nick Bosa's not a huge guy either, you know. Neither was Joey for for the most part, but. Boy, they just have a way of getting to the quarterback, but they do it with a hell bent attitude, and that kind of comes through with that guy. I'm, I'm, I'm very impressed by him. And, and the other guy, Tanner McAllister, when I asked him, I said, "Who's one of the? Who's a player that you've seen the transfer from uh, Oklahoma State? Who's a player that you've seen that could fit that Leo position? You know, a guy he brought up immediately, Caden Curry. No, Cade Stover. <laughs> A Cade was cl- you were close. Well, that was the second because t- somebody else had brought up Cade. I know, Curry playing but it was so. but it was interesting. Oh, it was C.J. Hicks, excuse me. Yes, that wasn't Tanner McAllister. Exactly, but but isn't that interesting yeah. that uh, they both uh, that a guy who's played in a defense that runs that position sees something in Cade Stover that he thinks could fit. I mean, I think we're in for an interesting uh, next several months. Yeah, it's. Uh, I didn't mean to jump into that. No, right. But, I mean, yeah. and that p- plays into what Spencer brought up with the tight end situation and if Ohio State will. Uh, pursue another one in the transfer portal, you know, because Ryan Day kind of said, well, we'll see what happens with Cade and then the numbers if it's yeah. at five. I mean, Cade Stover is going to play linebacker. He's going to potentially play at that Leo spot. We'll see. That's where he wants to be. I think that's where he's most comfortable. 
Um, probably the chance where he has the best ability to impact the Buckeyes. And I, I sort of sit here now and I've said, if there's a position of need to still pursue tight end would be it. I'm not sure that that's a necessity for Ohio State at this point or that they view it that way because Joe Royer was coming along. You have Mitch Rossi back. You have Sam Hart in there, and you know that G. Scott can flex out and do some things uh, mm -hmm. that he could fill more of maybe that Rucker-type role. Um, healthy Big Spring, I wrote about that at Letterman Row in the last week or two. Yeah. But then if you put somebody in, and you don't know for sure, you wait, you see Bennett Christian, you know that he's big, you know that he's blocked a lot, play for a you know I-formation uh, offense, attached tight end throughout his entire high school career and only mm -hmm. really throwing off play action. Well, he looks like he can hold up as an inline blocker for Ohio State. And if that's the case, and you have him and Sam Hart doing that, and you have Royer and G. Scott that can flex out, and Mitch Rossi to play fullback, well, that's five. Um, you don't yeah. generally want to count on a true freshman to do that. Um, but if there's one who can, maybe it's him. Sounds like a quorum to me. <laughs> that, that, that's ben, Christian. That's one of the guys that uh, Spencer and I in uh, Berm, we kind of mentioned as one of those under-the-radar guys who really could have an impact yeah. from day one because of everything you just hit on. And I think the offensive system he, is, he came from in Georgia, like you just said, is kind of tailor-made to accentuate his strengths that he could have at Ohio State. He's going to – he's a polished blocker, and he needs to work uh, better at getting, improving his pass-catching ability. Yeah. But that that's not, not yeah, exactly yeah. what Ohio State needs right now yeah. from, their, from their tight end. Yeah, and, you know, you just keep you, – you're on the list of all these guys we talked to, whether it's C.J. Hicks, you know, you know, people want to ask about that Captain Buckeye moniker that kind of is gone from him now because – because well, there are real captains yeah, here. Yeah, they're real, they're real <laughs> captains, and you're a freshman now. To, you know, I asked Gabe Powers about kind of being humbled a little bit by not being the superstar in his town anymore. And all <coughs> these guys have these different stories, but like we just keep coming back to it. It's just an impressive group of guys. And, yeah. And you, you, 21 obviously was the class that that if if they're going to win a national championship for the next couple of years, it's going to be on the back of that 21 class. But these guys aren't far behind them, and I know that the numbers don't look like it because there's only 21 guys in the entire class. Um, you know, and a lot of these guys, I think they're going to get 10 more uh, that aren't early enrollees. But with what they have out here right now, that, that's a that's a championship nucleus that you can build around for the future uh, yeah. that we just witnessed right there. And the, the, the kid who transferred from Arizona State, Chip. Chip Trainum. Uh, Chip Trainum. Chip, Chip Trainum uh, he wants to revolutionize linebacker play. I mean, he's moving from being a running back at Arizona State to moving into that linebacker room. And what a what a weird linebacker room that is right now. <laughs> when you think about it, all the guys yeah. who have moved, matriculated there uh, from from the other side of the ball to a certain extent. But uh, it's really funny, uh, the anecdote he th threw in there about it. his whole immediate family, people are most near and dear to him, all moved out to Arizona after he did to go to Arizona State. Now they're all living out there in the in the <laughs> warmth and we're sitting here waiting for another uh, mega cyclo, cyclone bomb uh, to hit us as we uh, videotape this. But term? Yeah. yeah, I don't know, I, I forgot what they call it. They come up with these new terms to make to make, to make weather, Snow, Storm Landon, I think is the name of it, but to, to scare us about stuff, you know. But, but, but there's a guy, there's a guy who hasn't played linebacker on college football, I mean, yeah. you know, who, exudes confidence that he's going to get it done. I'm just, uh, I'm really intrigued just watching that because he's a recruit as much as anybody else is in this group. Yeah, so five, six weeks away, the pads come on. Obviously, uh, the Letterman Row crew here is excited to see uh, all these newcomers out on the field, as well as a pretty deep roster full of uh, veterans and guys with a ton of experience from that 2021 class that Spencer uh, brought up a second ago. We're going to Get ready for that as best we can. We got a ton more coverage of both the coaching staff and uh, the new signees. Uh, two of them today, right? Amor, 
both are in. Carson both Hens are in. Amari Abor and Carson Hensman are both officially in the class. Is Abor, is that, it, it, now that it's done, is that a major get? I mean, what, how would you yeah, describe he's, it? He's one of those that was, used to be a five-star and then kind yeah. of saw his development uh, kind of de uh, regress a little, a little bit. bit yeah. But then his senior year, he, he came back, and now he's one of those guys who could be a huge get. For yeah. A little bit of sweat coming off those uh, foreheads this morning. <laughs> hoping that, Make sure that that letter of intent made its way to Columbus. I'll, yeah. I'll say that. DocuSide. <laughs> so we'll cover that. As always, we're going to get ready for spring ball. We're going to talk more about uh, those new coaches that were introduced on Monday. Got a lot more coverage to keep this offseason rolling along as we dive into anything and everything for Ohio State football at LettermanRoad.com. This has been Rapid Reaction. It's brought to you by Byers Auto. That's Spencer Holbrook, Tim May, Zach Carpenter. I am Austin Ward. We'll see you next time.